This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 and Skinner on Rock 102. Remember yesterday when uh, we were saying how uh, Dr. Fauci and the CDC were saying, oh boy, you better not go together, get together with your family for Thanksgiving this year, or the holidays for that matter, because, you know, we still got this pandemic going on. Remember that? <clears throat> Vaguely. And they were just kidding. They were just kidding. They, uh, they took it back. So now we can have dinner with them again. You can have dinner, yes. Do you want you to need, have dinner well, with them? Well, that's just it. You need to find a new excuse for not coming over, and you can't blame it on the pandemic. That's going to be hard around those kinds of holidays. Yeah, well. Because they're, they're designed to spend time with your family. I know, I know, and we had it pretty sweet last year, but yeah. that fun is over. Well... We'll just have to figure out a way to find something else to do exactly. with that time. Yeah. I can't go. I'm in the middle of a jigsaw puzzle. I can't walk away. Down to the last 12 pieces. I've got nine more episodes to watch on uh, Squid two- Games. Squid Games. There's only, That's it. There's only yeah. seven episodes. I was going to say yeah. too close for comfort. You know, something that you yeah. know, sh- shouldn't really take up that much of your time. Like this. Exactly. It's just about 537, Rock 102. Save yourself 30% on... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 and U2 and Rock 102. Oh, that was U2? I yes. that was uh, Unforgettable Fire. Nope, that was U2. Those guys are going to be, not U2, but Unforgettable Fire uh, at the Oktoberfest this weekend. And uh, you you won't know the difference. Except, uh, well, I was going to say except for the speeches. But then again, uh, the guy who plays Bono in the band tends to yap yap a little bit. Well, I, uh, I'm pretty sure I would know the difference because, one, I don't think the actual band U2 would be playing on 4th Street. You never know. Someday they <laughs> wish might. they could play on 4th Street. It might come to that. You never know. Mm-hmm. Hey, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trends yeah. with Steve Nagel? Well, Facebook and Instagram were down yesterday. Mark Zuckerberg's personal fortune dropped by $7 billion. Imagine that. And yet, I bet he still makes it uh, yeah. to pay all of his bills this month. Yeah, uh, he'll, he'll recover pretty quick. I, I don't. I don't feel bad for a guy who lost seven billion dollars when he's got three hundred billion of it sitting in the bank. Yeah, yeah it's a little. Uh, it's like feeling bad for a guy that lost seven bucks, who's got a thousand dollars. Right. It's only seven bucks. Yeah. You'll be fine. What's your problem? He'll make that up by the end of the day. Some of that uh, may have been caused by whistleblower Francis Hogan, who spoke to 60 Minutes Monday night, but not a good day for Mark Zuckerberg yesterday. No, it was not. Mm-mm. And and for anyone else who likes to use uh, Facebook, Instagram, or uh, uh, WhatsApp, I use all three of those. No, no you, you don't. don't. Well, seems unanimous. It's, uh, it's ironic, though, uh, just as it was starting to come back online, mm. uh, the same trolls that send us memes all day long were the first people to, to respond start, to us. Start sending memes. It's almost like they had them in the uh, the pipeline, waiting to go. Ah, that pipeline. Yep. Damn yeah. that pipeline. It's kind of like when you're trying to put like a bunch of garbage down the disposal and it clogs. Mm-hmm. As soon as the, uh, as the jar's loose, it all spits out your garbage. I was, uh, this was really hurting my uh, self-absorbency yesterday. Not, Why? Not being able to be on Facebook. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't 
post pictures of what I was eating. I couldn't uh, tell anybody what the temperature was outside. Mm -hmm. I couldn't, uh, you know, tell people to like and share this status because they too have had the same personal experience that I've had. Yeah. It's a rough day, Steve. TikTok was running like a charm, though. Yeah, TikTok, uh, Snapchat. Oh, uh, yeah. Pornhub. Reddit, all those. Things. Yeah, they were yeah. no problem there. Twitter. Twitter was working. Yeah. You didn't do you don't do that. No, either, I, do I was I was making sure that Pornhub was okay. It seemed to be. It's uh, not exactly like a, a social a social platform. Oh, you got, I got news for you. <laughs> uh, there's lots of social social uh, socializing going on there. Yeah. Someone started a petition to change the name of Lee County, Florida to Bruce Lee County. Oh. Lee County is named after Confederate General Robert E. Lee, and the petition says the change would quote continue the battle to eradicate racism in the United States. All right, well, now all of a sudden it kind of makes sense. I mean, they've taken down Robert E. Lee statues and and other things that were named after Robert E. Lee. Yeah, um, but, you know, Robert E. Lee also lost the war. I don't know if Bruce Lee ever lost a fight in his life. Well, that, that's the point, is that they, they're changing it to somebody who they feel they can believe in rather than somebody that they probably shouldn't be believing in. Who lost the war for the South. Right. Yeah. Uh, Oprah Winfrey has only three close friends. Gail yeah. King, Maria Shriver, and her personal trainer, Bob Breen. No Stedman? Uh, well, that's not really considered a friend. She's probably banging him. It's a boyfriend. Um, Still a friend. For some reason, the Today Show had a big feature yesterday on Oprah's friendship with Maria Shriver. Mm -hmm. Wow. That was... That was compelling right there. Well, her advice Woo. for friendships is to surround yourself with people who are as happy uh, for your happiness as you are. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to say, you know anybody like that, John? Yeah, yeah no, I, I do surround myself with those people. There aren't any because I don't feel that way. Well, uh, maybe you should. I uh, Believe me, Stephen, uh, I have tried. A, uh, Not a, worth the effort. A leopard cannot change its spots. That's true. Uh, Elijah Wood said an orc mask on Lord of the Rings was designed to look like Harvey Weinstein as sort of a payback for making it difficult to, for the movies to be made. Elijah said, quote, I think that's okay to talk about now. The guy's effing incarcerated. An orc mask? Yeah, like whatever the, the character is on the... Well, Lord the orc, the orcs were a, uh, almost like an army of uh, fleshy-headed mutants. Ah, no, and... You're thinking of the song from the Jetsons when uh, George tried out for that uh, no, rock Steve, and roll contest. You're thinking of ooh, ee, ooh, ah, orc. No, it's eep, op, orc, ah, ah. I was close. No, no, no. You're thinking of the, that song by Steam that uh, became so popular for everyone. You're talking about a song from the 60s, man. Uh, <laughs> I just talked about a cartoon uh, from the 60s. Yeah, na, na, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ben Affleck uh, said the, uh, being Batman in The Flash was a fun experience since the previous times were difficult. And George Clooney, who was not asked to return as Batman, jokes that he himself ruined the franchise and he won't let his wife watch Batman and Robin. He believes he ruined the franchise? It was a very silly... Uh, but he didn't ruin it, though. I mean, they kept it going. And I, and I really don't remember any one performance over another. I mean... Batman. No, well, no, a, no, no, no. I mean, you, you know, like Christian Bale. That was really good. It was almost like a action slash comedy when George Clooney was in it. Because hmm. he's with Robin. I remember they go they go up to like this uh, this beach uh, they, that they've swam to or took a Batmobile or something, and uh, 
You can hear Robin go, holy rusty steel, Batman. And then George Clooney goes, what? And he goes, oh, this uh, this steel over here has holes and it's rusty. Hilarious. Yeah. Oh, man, that is funny stuff. Yeah, yeah. and that I mean, was they, in the movie. That I think that's what ruined the whole thing was I that one know. joke. Jeez. I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't like when they don't take that franchise seriously enough. I mean, you know, you saw what a great uh, drama the TV show was. Mm-hmm. A uh, site called Repeated.com lets users calculate the most repeated words by almost any artist or band from the Beatles to Billie Eilish. It uses a combination of different technologies and a lyric database. And what are they? Uh, or some of them? Uh, well, I haven't looked them up. Oh, I read the headline. That's, well, for, just, that's for everybody else to do. Steve's got other things to worry about. I was, tell- I was just telling you uh, that you should do it. Mm-hmm. That you should go on there. Mm-hmm. Some guy uh, invented a fart pedal so you can make the sounds of flatulence with your guitar. Oh, awesome. That's yeah. cool. Now so, all I need is a guitar and so, that pedal. It wasn't, wasn't this everything from Coldplay? Didn't they use that in almost every song that they performed? Come on, that's an insult to actual farting. Sadly, you can't uh, play an actual tune. It just makes fart noises. But on the plus side, there's a switch for wet and dry variety. Oh, so, perfect. Cool. Yeah. I wonder if Gary Howie's got that. We does. should we should buy him one for Christmas. We should we should ask him that next time he uh, he comes on. I'm sure he'll be on for the Mayflower Marathon. We can say, hey, uh, do you have that fart pedal? And he'd be like, yeah, of course, dudes. <laughs> you want wet or dry? <laughs> and that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh yeah. From the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as we quickly approach the fifth week of the NFL season, a few things have become abundantly clear. On one hand, people's expected the New England Patriots to be a little bit better than they are. On the other hand, that has not been the same expectation of the Jacksonville Jaguars, who, as you may know, lost their 19th game in a row last Thursday night. This is the fourth game under new head coach Urban Myers, and so far, he hasn't won jack squat. Part of that is due to the fact his team sucks. The other part is that Urban Meyer is apparently easily distracted. While guys like Bill Belichick are already on to their game next Sunday in Houston, Urban Meyer is too busy grinding his pelvis with some random woman dancing in his lap just a few short minutes after having dinner with his grandchildren. How do we know this happened? Well, because of the video that was all over the internet yesterday showing Urban Meyer smashing his 57-year-old business towards the grinding hips of a woman who he is not married to. Now, I'm not one to judge, but when your team has just lost 19 straight games and rather than head back to Jacksonville to collect your thoughts, you take a detour to Columbus to visit your grandkids. That visit then includes dry humping a nice lady in a bar while several onlookers pull out their cell phones and share the video in their Instagram stories. Well, to me, that shows a lack of commitment to the team. Yesterday, Urban Meyer officially apologized for his lack of judgment, apologizing to the team, owner Shad Khan, and his family, saying, quote, it was stupid, I should not have put myself in that position. Now you're talking, coach, because perhaps you should have gone back to Jacksonville with the rest of your team to figure out how you can get a roster full of half-rate talent to not lose game number 20. In the entire history of the NFL, I don't believe there's a single case where starting the season off with an 0-4 record would make a head coach horny. That was until this week when Urban Meyer appeared to do the impossible, taking a painful road loss and turning it into an opportunity to thrust the front of his neatly tailored slacks into a drunk lady's rump shaker. If that doesn't show a commitment to winning, then I don't know what does.
But hey, the Mamaya Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Pull up October's Rocky Sales Flyer on your phone or computer. It's loaded with bargains. It's got Winter Guard Turf Builder, Werner Ladders, and plenty more. What's on sale at Rocky's? It's always at your fingertips at Rockies.com. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Two Springfield's Classic Rock at 615 and Def Leppard on Rock 102. Cloudy today with a chance of showers and uh, a high of about 60. That's all. Tomorrow, partly cloudy and warmer going up to 73. It is 52 right now in downtown Springfield. I need to check, but I think we have tickets to the uh, the Muddy Oktoberfest at uh, at the Student Prince today. You think? I'm just, you know, I mean, I, I want to just be sure because I don't want to just say it and then, you know, not be able to, you know. You know, provide. Come through with it. Yeah, yeah right. Well, well yeah. I'm certainly hoping we do because uh, it's going to be quite the next three weekends. Yeah. In fact, uh, we'll be talking to somebody from uh, the Savage Brothers, uh, their foundation, and uh, they'll be playing, I believe, in the, th- the final night of Oktoberfest. Yes, yeah. we'll have a four-pack of tickets to give away later on today. Giddy up. So uh, I'm, uh, I turned on the TV last night. Uh, the default channel is always uh, Spectrum 1. Uh, for for charter, it's their own little uh, their own little uh, news channel of uh, very untalented young children trying to do the news. But um, they they have this scroll across the bottom of the screen, and um, I saw the second half of it, and uh, I missed the first half, so I had to rewind to see who it was that was doing this because I saw uh, I saw this line that said needs teachers. $250 per day. So uh, I read it, I rewind it, and it's uh, Chigabee. Chigabee needs retired teachers. ASAP could pay $250 a day. So substitutes. Yeah, I don't know whether or not a vaccine mandate went into effect and a bunch of teachers were told that they couldn't teach unless they got vaccinated or were fired because <clears throat> I didn't see any stories like that either before it happened or after. So my understanding is what's happening is that there are teachers who are you know being exposed. They're taking the day out. They're taking the time to quarantine until they get their testing back. But you still need substitutes to fill in the time. And the problem is that, like everybody else, it's impossible to find people to work so they're all looking for substitute teachers right now they're all strapped for them oh that's different yeah i mean because when you were a kid and you had a substitute teacher usually it's like one or two people maybe like a very small group of subs that would be in every day every day filling in for somebody Mm -hmm. well that's fine if you only have one or two maybe three teachers absent on a particular day right but in some school systems, you're talking about maybe a dozen teachers who are off for the day. So you got to find bodies to go in there and take care of these classes. Otherwise, you know how kids can be. Oh, they'll, yeah. They'll run amok. Once you saw a substitute teacher, you knew. Easy day. Oh, uh, listen, we not only was it easy, we know we were going to abuse the living bejesus out of that person. But $250 a day. Bad, yeah. Damn, that ain't bad. No. That's like uh, it's twelve hundred and fifty dollars a week. Yeah, the only uh, bad side is you have to spend at least six hours a day with children. Well, yeah, but you took you knew that when you became a teacher. Then these are retired teachers. You do know that some people just see the two hundred fifty dollars a day and they don't think about what else that means. <laughs> yeah, like me. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you're thinking, how can I get a teaching certificate in about twenty four hours? Yeah, to be a substitute, you could probably print one of those off the internet. 
I don't think it's quite that simple. Uh, I don't know. I think I they would prefer that you have at least some experience. Well, of but course it's like, they would prefer it. But it's like if you were retired or if I were retired, I mean, it, it would it would take an awful lot to pull me out of retirement, even for 250 bucks a day. Um, yeah, but my, maybe it would only be like two or three days a week. Maybe. I mean, if you're, if you're that bored in retirement, I don't intend to be that bored. I just plan to be comfortable and inactive. Yeah. But, uh, I know I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do a radio show for $250 a day. Although that would be a step up it from would, what we're making now. Be it? Tw- twice what we're making. <laughs> I think it's actually even more than that. Yeah. 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 Um, I told you a little while ago, the, uh, the CDC has kind of like reversed itself on the uh, issue of uh, the holidays and family gatherings. And uh, Dr. Fauci was the one I heard say uh, a couple of days ago, you know, that uh, maybe uh, we're still not far enough into this vaccine thing to make it safe to be able to gather for the holidays with family. And then by yesterday afternoon, the CDC says, nah, actually, uh, it it is going to be, it's going to be okay if everybody is vaccinated. But they did have an interesting suggestion, which uh, I thought to myself, well, then see, this is why they are scientists. This, this, is, this is not just some layperson's crazy idea. This is science. Uh, their, their suggestion was open a window and put a window fan in, blowing out. And that will remove all the the circulating COVID in the house? Yep, it'll pull all the air out of the house. You'll be recirculating because you you open the other windows. Now, remember, we're talking the last week of November in New England. Uh, I told you last year we sat in the garage at my brother's, and that was a little chilly. But if you're going to open all of your windows and put a fan in one of them, you might need to wear your coat. But blowing out. And your gloves. Yes, blowing out. Yeah, but nevertheless, all the other windows are supposed to be open too. Listen, if uh, we're not hosting anybody this year, but if but if we were, hypothetically speaking, I'd still want everybody uh, distance, like, uh, like everybody eating in their car, and mm-hmm. uh, Jenny and I would sit inside. I would prefer them be eating in their car in their own driveways. Well, that would be good too. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm... Let's really do this separating thing. <laughs> let's, if we're gonna, if we're gonna do it. Let's do it right. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. Stay in your driveway and eat your food. On the other hand, you had 177,000 people with the Big E who were barely distanced or masked, and yet uh, I haven't heard anybody coming down with COVID over there yet, including Eugene J. Cassidy. Yes. So if you can squeeze 177,000 people at the Big E. Should we really be worried about, you know, 10 people in your house for Thanksgiving? Uh, There's no way I'm having 10 people in my house for Thanksgiving or any other reason. Well, you wouldn't, but I mean, other people. I mean, people who actually uh, enjoy hosting. 10 people. Jesus, that's a lot of people. Yeah, I know some people have uh, even larger gatherings than that for Thanksgiving. Yeah, but see, again, I uh, I would use COVID as the excuse to just only invite the top 10. Sorry, folks, but, uh, you know, pandemic's not really over completely yet. I'm immune compromised. Yeah. Um, only these 10 people can go. And, 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 and it and might co- even and, be the parents of children, but not the children. Yeah, and, and Cousin Fred moved up a couple notches, so Grandma's going to have to eat at home. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. You eliminate some people. The parents can all come, but the kids will have to stay home. 
Yeah, you know how families go, though. I mean, it's it's, it's I like know. I mean, some some families uh, just can't say no, and so there's like 25 people in the house for Thanksgiving, Mm-mm. which means you need like a 90 pound turkey and a, and a much bigger car for the driveway. Yes. Now I don't I don't think we uh, have any specific plans. I mean, it's it's you know, it's only October 5th. It's a little early to start figuring out what well, we're going to do. You'd like to think so, but well, for what we're going to do. We're not going to host it. That's uh, that's what I'm telling yeah. you. We're not hosting. Yeah, we were hosting, then I'd say, well, we might want to start thinking about that now. That's mm. not going to be us. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, it's I, too far away. After the Mayflower Marathon, I'm in I'm in no uh I'm in no rush to start cooking for a bunch of people. I wasn't socializing before the marathon. No, I know you weren't. But but even less so now because of uh, you know various conditions and uh, what have you. Yeah, vis-a-vis uh, penetration of cable television. Right, exactly. It's uh, 624 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. Hi, it's Bax and O'Brien. 627 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. Oops. I didn't have this, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, in my sports at 6 o'clock. Uh, I will at 7, but I'll tell you now anyway. So uh, Connecticut started their sports betting. Yeah. And uh, the governor... Ned Lamont placed the first bet, and now already there's a snag. Why? Because uh, he lost? No, Mohegan Sun has suspended betting on the WNBA because they own the uh, the, the Connecticut Sun oh. and apparently another team called the Tribe. And that would be a conflict. Conflict of interest. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Although That's kind of interesting. Although it's really up to the person betting. To place the bet. Yeah, it's but... It's not really up to them to persuade someone one way or another. Eh, but nevertheless, you know, I mean, I don't know who sets the odds. And I don't know if the odds are different mm. at each betting venue. You know, like, do you get the same odds at Foxwoods as you get at Mohegan Sun? I, I, I don't I, know. I believe you do. I think they all kind of follow the same thing. Well... It does kind of make sense. I mean, I'm not surprised that they did that. You know, you're not going to see a sports book at the Mass Mutual Center. Well, not to, as long as the Thunderbirds are playing there. To, to be honest, I mean, you know, who's betting on the WNBA? I mean, really? Well, there must have been some people. Uh, I can't imagine why anybody would. Um, actually, I was. And how'd you do? Uh, not bad. I kind of uh-huh. cleaned up last weekend. <laughs> I yeah. bet you did. Let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance at Gary Rome Hyundai, Whiting Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock. Oh, sure. I talk about my personal life an awful lot on the air, but you know, you don't know everything about me. No? No. In fact, you didn't realize I have a 47-year-old son. I did not realize that. I know you didn't. And since the coronavirus outbreak, he has been washing his hands religiously. In fact, he's been washing them so much, the other day, he found the answers to an eighth grade math quiz. (laughs) You see, he had written back in eighth grade the answers, and now he's washing them so much, they came back up. (laughs) Six thirty-three with Bax and O'Brien at Rock One Hundred and Two. It's time for news. Brought to you by Aquatic Pools and Spas. Save now in all carbon above-ground pools and Haywood Salt Chlorine Generator. Seven thirty Union Street in West Springfield. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A Southampton family will need to find another place to stay after their home caught fire last night. Southampton Fire Chief John Workman said that neighbors called nine one one after seeing smoke coming from the home at one twenty-five Glendale Road. 
No one was home at the time of the fire. When firefighters got there, the kitchen area was engulfed in flames and fire spread to the attic. Firefighters were able to save the home, but uh, Chief Workman said there is significant smoke and water damage, so you can't live here for a little while. Imagine just, uh, I mean, you know, social media being what it is and texts being what they are. <clears throat> it's hard to imagine this would happen, but I can remember it happening when I was a kid. Imagine you just coming home at the end of the day or, or even in the evening and uh, your whole street is loaded up with fire trucks. Yeah. And you're like, uh, geez, I wonder, uh, I wonder where they are. And then, you know, you're getting closer to your own house and you're like, oh, boy, this is not really looking good. Must be one of the neighbors. Oh, my God, it's my house. Yeah, that? that would yeah, suck. That, that would not be good. Oh yeah. But uh, like you said, you know, with social media and cell phones, it's usually pretty easy to for someone to get a hold of you, let yeah. you know what's going on. Well, you hope so. Yeah, that happened to me uh, last year. I was coming home late one night, and it wasn't at my house, but it was on my road, mm-hmm. and there was cops and stuff. There must have been like a like a minor accident. Yep. And uh, but just seeing the flashing lights as you pull around the bend, you're like, "That's oh, my yeah. house." Yep. And then you realize that's not my house; it's in front of my house. Oh, thank God! I didn't like those people anyway. <laughs> well, as long as it's not touching your house, that's good. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, uh, it happened on our street to the least liked family on the street, and right. um, and then the father, uh, he was a well-known leadfoot, and uh, he was flying. Up the street because mm-hmm. somebody must have called him at work, uh, his wife probably or one of the other kids we didn't like, and uh, and and so yeah, so he's flying down the street and everybody's screaming at him, slow down! What exactly was so unlikable about this family? They they were, uh, you know, I think <sighs> growing up in the kind of neighborhood I did, where the houses were probably as close together as they are, you know, on this street or the mm. street behind us. Um, you you knew everybody. Everybody knew everybody, and uh, there was always this one family mm. whose kids were probably told not to play with you, and whose parents would not wave or say hi to you when you drove by, uh, or they were out mowing the lawn. It was just they were just uh, antisocial. Now look at you. You become the most distasteful person on that street. Exactly, yeah. but it's not the same street. No, but you're still disliked by many of your neighbors. Oh, I got news for you, pal. Uh, I happen to be one of the best uh, people in the neighborhood. That's, That's why they don't like you, mm. for statements like that. I don't know. An investigation is underway into the alleged sexual assault of a student at Holyoke High School. Officials confirmed yesterday in a statement, a Holyoke Public School spokesperson says, student safety is of the utmost importance uh, immediately after being notified of the alleged sexual assault. HPS contacted the police. Uh, 22 News began uh, looking into the alleged sexual assault incident after an email was sent to the newsroom on Monday morning because that's the only way they find out about stuff is when somebody else tells them about it. Right. Sends them an email. Public school officials said they're uh, cooperating with investigators and following internal protocols. Uh, They reached out to the Holyoke Police Department for more information on the allegations, and uh, so far no other information is available. Uh, a Springfield man was arrested after a firearms investigation on Friday afternoon. According to Ryan Walsh, detectives received information that the suspect, 24-year-old Ariel Garmendez of Springfield, was in possession of a firearm. It was also known by police that he had an outstanding arrest warrant. Surveillance was conducted on Garmendez around 5.15 p.m. Friday afternoon. Detectives saw him parked at the CVS on Belmont Avenue. Police arrested Garmendez <coughs> for his warrant and told police he had a firearm in his pocket and... 
600 extra bucks he stole from CVS. He told the cops that? No, he just had the firearm in his pocket. But he told the cops he had a firearm in his yeah, pocket? Yeah, I got a gun here. Hey, uh, just so you know, I got a gun in my pocket. Not, it's not that I'm not happy to see you. It's just that I, it is a gun. Well, I mean, at least he told the cops yeah. as opposed to surprise them with that information. Mm. With an announcement uh, that Smith & Wesson will be moving their headquarters to Tennessee, it was noted that 550 employees of the gun manufacturer will be losing their jobs. At the same time, the Eastman Corporation announced they'd be happy to hire those unemployed workers. According to the Eastman Corporation's website, the international company produces a broad range of products from uh, uh, items uh, people use every day. The site also mentions that the plant located in Springfield is known for producing windshields for cars and other vehicles. They think that just because people made guns for a living, they can make windshields now? No, but you have manufacturing experience, and you can uh, learn how to put things together. Are you one of those boring, uh, what was it uh, we talked about the other day? (laughs) Boring machine operator? A a boring machinist. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. right. But, um, well, I mean, you you know, as a machinist, you probably have the ability to learn a new skill. Mm. And so I think they're they're hoping that, you know, that skill set may apply to whatever they're doing at Eastman. I was just, uh, I saw on the Drudge Report this morning, you talk about, you know, shortages of work or certain people. You know, there's a big, uh, there's a big trucker shortage, not just in the UK where they're having a whole big gas or petrol issue out there, but uh, even here in the United States and in California now, they are, it, it's becoming a high school class driver ed for tractor trailer truck drivers and, and Apparently, companies are going to be willing to hire 17 and 18 year olds to drive trucks. I didn't think you could be 17 and 18 years old to drive a truck. I thought you had to be 21 to get a CDL. Maybe they changed that law too, because uh, or maybe it's not. Maybe maybe you are. You still have to be 21, but at least now they're teaching it in school. Oh, yeah. Things have gotten so bad that you know, even if you were to play the song "Convoy" by C.W. McCall, it'd probably be a convoy of one. Yeah, yeah. There's nobody yeah. behind. Nobody's answering on the on the walkie-talkie. They don't even have their ears on. They're all like uh, Vincent Van Gogh. They got yeah. one ear now. Now, if you drive past a Smokey, it's going to be a surprise to everybody. Oh, it's going to be a big surprise. Uh, with the Senate on the verge of voting to make balloting by mail permanent and same-day registration a part of the electoral process in Massachusetts, advocates and some lawmakers are fighting to make sure the expansion of access. Uh, clearly extends to eligible voters behind bars. Those serving sentences for felony convictions in Massachusetts are ineligible to vote while incarcerated, but every year thousands of residents are held on misdemeanor convictions or uh, while awaiting trial and remain eligible to vote. How many people being held on a misdemeanor charge go, you know what, (laughs) I really, (laughs) I know I've been spending my time in here, but who's going to win the election? You know, it's a, it's a shame I've been accused of uh, embezzlement at my job and probably have destroyed my career but um, and, and embarrassed my family. But, uh, yeah, I got to get that ballot in. You know, while I'm uh, awaiting sentencing for my misdemeanor charge, I, I want to make sure that Richie Neal gets two yeah. more good years. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh, told the police I have a firearm in my pocket, but uh, <laughs> the real reason was I wanted to get in jail so I could vote safely. Right. From behind my <laughs> behind the bars okay. myself. Officer, there's a gun in my pocket and the button the bullets are right on top of the Eric Lesser uh re-election so sign in my back seat. Stupid.
You know, I I know the three gals in my garage aren't going to be able to vote this year, but damn it, I want to make sure I get my ballot slip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's say you, let's say you live next to somebody. Uh, they just have a uh, you know they just went get, got into a domestic dispute. Yeah. Somebody's going to jail. They have the guy in handcuffs. He's walking out to the car. You're his neighbor. You walk out and you're like. Don't forget to vote for Harris in 2024. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anything you say will be held against you in a court of law. Yeah. Okay, will you sign this petition? Yeah, will you please? <laughs> would you like clean energy for the next 50 years? <laughs> Facebook and its Instagram and WhatsApp platforms are back online after a massive global outage plunged the services and the businesses and people who rely on them into chaos for hours. Facebook said late Monday that the root cause of this outage was a faulty configuration change and that there is no evidence that user data was compromised as a result of the outage. The company apologized and said it was working to understand more about the cause, which began around 11.40 a.m. Eastern Monday. Facebook is going uh, through a major crisis after the whistleblower, who was the source of the Wall Street Journal's series of stories exposing the company's awareness of internal research into the negative effects of its products, went public on CBS's 60 Minutes on Sunday. Pretty big coincidence. Well, I mean, I mean there were, really uh, are no levels of coincidence. Uh, no, there it's are just levels. a coincidence. Uh, that's what a coincidence is. Um, not to not to say that this woman was responsible for this shutdown, but obviously, you know, when they because they kept saying on the news last night, uh, there's no uh, no uh, signs of a connection between these two incidents. Well, there might not be a sign of a connection, and they might not be able to draw a straight line from her to the shutdown. But somebody who saw that on 60 Minutes and has the capability of doing what was done may very well have done that just because they were like, yeah, you know what? Finally, somebody's exposing Facebook, so I'm going to I'm gonna jump on this bandwagon and shut it down. Well, I wouldn't put it past Facebook to shut down so that people can't share that story. So they can't, you know, find out. Not everybody watches 60 Minutes, and not everybody, you know, follows the news. If it's... If it hasn't been shared on Facebook, then it can't possibly have gone on in the world. So oh, I, yeah. I wouldn't put it past them to try to snuff the story by miraculously being unaccess- inaccessible for a full day. You think they did it to themselves? You know, I wouldn't put it past them because people that's the kind of story that people would share. And they'd share it all over the place. But it was already being shared on many other social media platforms. It didn't have yeah, to be. Yeah, but, but, but he can only control what he owns, and it happens right. to be the biggest one of all of them. The, uh, the, the thing about, you know, they're, tr- they're saying that this company should be broken up because it's way too big. And the idea that this WhatsApp thing, there's so many countries out there in Africa and Asia that use these as their only form of communication with each other. Mm-hmm. And all of that was down yesterday. It's not like it's the most popular app in those countries. It's the only app in those countries. The well, only one that why works. Why is that? Because that's the only one that works. That's the only one that's. It's almost like a the way around some governments, uh, especially in Africa, that are run by totalitarians and you know dictators and whatnot. <laughs> dictators. Yeah, I know. Isn't uh, that funny? Did you order some of those at the Big E? They were delicious. I did. Uh, I had the uh, the dictator tent. Yeah. <laughs> the dictator tots. The dictator the tots. Dictator yeah. tower. Yeah, it had a lot of sour cream on top. Yeah. Delicious of sour cream. Um, I just, you know, it's it's. Uh, I don't know how I feel about the idea of break breaking up 
or forcing a private company to be broken up. But if if it were the internet itself, then I can understand that because it's a utility, and you know we've broken up utility companies all over this country. So so that makes a little bit more sense. And there could certainly be more regulation as to how much Facebook is allowed to gobble up of existing places. Well, you know, the thing is, the, while people may have a problem with Facebook, it's not a monopoly. You still have Twitter. You still have, uh, you know, TikTok. You still have YouTube. And those are all social platforms. You know, it, it's it, they, all, they are the biggest, but they are not a monopoly. Same thing with, like, Microsoft. They're the biggest, but they're not a monopoly. And so, you know, it's very easy to go ahead and accuse them, oh, we have to break this up because of this kind of behavior. Well, you know, there may be sanctions you may be able to, be able to put against the company, but breaking them up, I don't think that's the government's job. Mm. I don't think they've got the right to do that. Well, it'll be interesting. You know, when AT&T got broken up, at the time, they were, in fact, a monopoly. I mean, they were a utility, but they were a monopoly. So maybe that made sense. But when it comes to something like, you know, Facebook or Google... They're not monopolies. Are they though? Are they not though? Because if you're if you're one of the only people, one of the only sources of information that people flock as, to, but as long as there is competition that is allowed, they're Even not a monopoly. Using it. Yeah. Uh, the hot yard decoration for Halloween this year is two inflatable skeletons going at it. One is sitting on the ground with his knees bent and the other is straddling him. There's nothing, uh, that graphic about it, but it's pretty obvious what they're up to. The entire inflatable. They're boning? Yes. I, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Get I the was waiting for that bone joke. The, uh, entire inflatable is five and a half feet tall and this top skeleton is kneeling. So they're oversized and pretty hard to miss on your front lawn. Plus they light up at night. The top. Okay, the top skeleton is kneeling. The yeah. other one is sitting with his knees. Ba- ah, yeah. Yeah, I see what they're doing. Yeah, you see. Yeah. A company called Goosh is selling them on Amazon for around $80, and uh, they're still in stock. But people are already listing them on eBay for almost twice as much. That's better than the, the one pushing the lawnmower with the other one under the mower. Oh, like killing, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. killing yeah. somebody? Yeah, exactly. So, now you, so once it changes to a sexy... Uh, thing, then that's okay. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Why not? I, I, I don't know. I, boning skeletons out in the yard? I can live with that. <laughs> you probably could. You probably that. could. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, oh, they're just eating a corn dog on my front lawn. Yeah, right. that's, that's, they're just bobbing for apples. That's all they're doing. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be uh, cloudy with a chance of some rain showers, high as 60 tomorrow. Uh, mostly cloudy with a high of 72. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 6.54 on uh, Rock 102. The Monster Mash Screen Park at McRae's Farm in South Halley opens every Friday. It's going to be open every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday through Halloween. Uh, you can find all the details you want at fearinthefarm.com. Happen to have a pair of tickets to give away right now to the 10th caller at 293-1021. You win tickets to the Monster Mash Screen Park and McRae's Farm. Good luck to you. Halloween. Yeah. I can't believe it's here. What are you talking about? It's uh, it's the 5th of October. It's right around the corner. Well, I uh, I didn't realize I got rid of it. Now I got to find it again. Uh, I saw this story this morning on uh, Drudge Report. 
that um, some couple apparently accidentally, yeah, here it is, couple accidentally buys exorcist home. What do you mean they accidentally bought it? Uh, apparently in 2020, the couple spent months trying to trade their apartment in uh, in this portion of uh, Prince George's County, which I believe is in Maryland, um, trying to get rid of their apartment for a house in the suburbs. And then uh, finally, they uh, they did it, and turns out the site, the house was the site of the events that inspired the exorcist. So not the house like around Georgetown where, you know, Father Karras gets thrown out the window. Uh, no, I believe it is. These stories captivated a Georgetown student named William Peter Blarty, who later wrote the novel. And all the, although the location is known to exorcist obsessives, the movie's director filmed himself in the driveway for a documentary, in fact. Mm-hmm. And the couple that just bought it didn't know. 2020, they bought it. You know, you hear about those laws where they where where you have to reveal the the real estate agent has to reveal to potential buyers yeah, that someone a, was killed in this house. Disclosure laws. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if uh, I'm not sure if at this point. First of all, I'm not sure if a fictionalized movie, although again based off of real life events, presumably. Um, if that's the kind of thing that needs to or should need to be disclosed. Oh, I don't know. Especially not that many years after. If I'm about to make a qualified offer and a nice piece of real estate, I want to know if demonic possession is a part of the uh, you know, part of any previous purchase and sales agreement. Well, but that's just it. I mean, yeah, I guess there really were supposedly uh, paranormal things happening in this house. Paranormal or flat-out demonic possession. I don't know. Because I mean, haunting a, a haunted house is one thing. That it means that means you got the you know, dead people living in the house and they're you know they're comfortable. Demonic possession is the body is the host, and once you uh, cast out the uh, the, uh, the 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 demon, then they go on to find somebody else to bother. And I think that's that's the difference. But yeah, but I'm not I'm not fully getting this. In 1949. A teenage boy supposedly possessed by demons was exorcised by priests. Those are the stories that captivated the Georgetown student William Peter Blatty, who then wrote the screenplay for the 1973 film. And although the home was known to exorcist obsessives, it, it, it doesn't... I don't know if this is the home that in 1948 the boy had to be exorcised in. It must be. It must I, be. I think we are, what you're talking about uh, is is the house that inspired the movie. What people uh, have, you, you can actually go to that little uh, stairway a, as almost like a like a tourist destination uh, in in and that at Georgetown in Washington to 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 see it. That's that's where it, part of it was filmed. In a, a stairway, where in a public building or in a private owned home? I don't, you know, I think it. I, well, it. As it was seen in the movie, it's like the stairway outside an apartment building. Ah, yeah. So, uh, nevertheless, uh, if something crazy had gone on there, Mm. you know, a little girl can turn her head all the way around and levitate and, you know, know, kills a couple of priests along the way. You know what? Uh, I want to know that. Yeah, but if the house is really cheap, which apparently it was, um, I don't care. 
I get that, but there should be some disclosure. Yeah. Like you see all these TV shows about someone moving into this uh, this beautiful home, and there's all kinds of horrible stuff that goes on, you know, at night with the uh, you know with uh, ghosts and stuff. Yeah, keep Again, it to yourself. Uh, well, no, no, that's a disclosure that I should know mm. as someone who is willing to invest his money into a home. You know, it is the biggest investment of your life. Yeah, that's what they say. It's uh, just about 7 o'clock. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As some of you may know, I'm not a fan of the New York Yankees. I'm also not a fan of the one-game playoff against the New York Yankees. I'm not really a big fan of the Red Sox having to play the Yankees during the regular season, but here we are. The entire season hinges on the outcome of tonight's American League wildcard game in which the Red Sox will be hosting the Yankees for a chance to advance into the best-of-five divisional series against Tampa, the very best team in the American League. Win tonight, you will have the chance of getting clobbered in the next round. Lose, and you forgo that chance to meet the same fate. To me, winning or losing tonight is kind of like trying to decide between bull crap and horse crap. One of them is probably better. I'm just not comfortable choosing between the two. I'm not saying that the winner tonight will have no chance against the Rays in the next round. I'm just saying that both the Red Sox and the Yankees were eight games behind those guys in the division. And mathematically speaking, that suggests they're better than us. And they are. Now, I'm old enough to remember being a 12-year-old boy and... Watching Bucky Dent crush the hopes and dreams of every member of Red Sox Nation on Monday, October 2nd, 1978. Hitting the fifth home run of the season of a fat-sided meatball from Boston's Mike Torres. Dent with his crummy 243 batting average. The Red Sox blowing a 14-game lead late in the season, only to see the Yankees win another World Series title in six games over the Dodgers. Yes, some of that is still kind of fuzzy in my mind's eye, but I remember the big strokes. So for me, putting the entire season into the hands of a one-game playoff feels I'm about to pass a kidney stone the size of Bobby Dahlbach's cleats. So buckle up, Red Sox fans, because tonight could be a bumpy ride. Just know that regardless of the inevitable outcome, I'll be right there suffering with you, which I'm sure is a comfort to nobody. But hey, you never mind yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. In October 1926, Rocco Rocky Falcone opened up a hardware store on Main Street in Springfield. Rocky's Hardware. People bought ladders and kitchen faucets and wheelbarrows or whatever they needed. They've always been there. Now they got 37 stores still run 95 years later by the Falcone family and their indispensable team of employees. Where's your nearest Rocky's Ace Hardware? Right around the corner. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 713 in Aerosmith on Rock 102. Cloudy chance of rain today. A high uh, only about 61. Tomorrow, nice. Uh, partly sunny going up to 73. It's still 52 in downtown Springfield. You know, I, I've been uh, lucky over the past decade that I've been dealing with this myriad of uh, health issues. You sound lucky. Yeah, I, I've never felt luckier. In fact, they call me lucky. Or you might as well call me lucky. Um that, uh, you know, you read about people who are financially wiped out by health issues. Um, the GoFundMe accounts that get put up for people who need, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars kind of makes me feel uh, like I, I shouldn't be complaining. And I'm, I'm really not. I'm just making an observation here of how ridiculous some of this stuff can be. 
I've uh, I've been very lucky with this. Uh, the health issues I've had over the past decade, the insurance that I get here at work uh, for medical insurance has been very good. Um, I have not been hit with a lot. I mean, I, you know, I have a several thousand dollar uh, out of pocket expense every year, but I'm also taking a very extremely expensive medication uh, of chemotherapy. So, and that's covered. And, and and if it wasn't, I wouldn't be taking it because I could not possibly cover the cost of it on my own. Oh, what are they? Uh, what are they? What were they normally sticking for you? Uh, I, I really don't even want to tell you that, but it's it's a lot of money. But over twenty bucks. The other thing too is, you know, I've always uh, relied on female companions to uh, be my. Uh, manager slash accountant slash uh, bookkeeper uh-huh. to to get me through a lot of these things because it's just so comp it can be so complicated. The other side of that coin is um, dental insurance, which I was explained yesterday by my dentist on the phone. Really shouldn't even be called dental insurance it should be called dental assistance because as it turns out i've got some serious dental issues that are possibly being caused by that medication i'm speaking of uh for the cancer okay and and i know other people who have had extensive dental issues caused by cancer treatments i uh i i discovered having gone to the dentist a couple of months ago, a few months ago now, for the first time since I've been taking these pills and for the first time since the pandemic hit, that I, too, have very extensive dental needs. And I found out yesterday my dental insurance covers $1,000 a year. That's it? That's it. A thousand dollars a year. Oh, you know, we pay for. Uh, I think it's fifty percent of crowns and uh, and eighty percent of uh, restorative and extractions, mm-hmm. but only up to a thousand dollars. Well, most people don't. Most people. I'm not saying you. Most people probably don't even reach that thousand dollar limit. I mean, maybe not. Maybe not. But I have yet to see a dentist driving around in a twelve year old car. These people make a lot of money. True. They make a lot of money off of us. And uh, $1,000, you know, and I, I, I've i talked about this in the past. If you Google uh, Costa Rica dental tourism, you'll find out it's actually a big deal. I know somebody who's done it at least three times, and we're not talking about behind the dumpster back parking lot dentistry. Mm-hmm. We're talking about high-class dentistry where even in the in that country they use i forget what it is whether it's actually silver or whatever they use better materials better minerals um to create like crowns and fillings and things like that um for a ridiculously low price compared to what they charge here in this country and the other thing too is you know when i talked about having a female uh, bookkeeper um I have been told by others you should appeal that medical insurance decision. You can appeal that and and possibly you know get them to change their minds. But I'm like I I, don't, I wouldn't even know where to begin. You know, 
I, I just I, I have no idea well, how it, you begin to appeal a decision made by an insurance company. Is is that thousand dollar limit dictated by the plan that our dental insurance has yeah. with our company, mm-hmm. or is I'm um, or is there any precedent to them adjusting it based upon your needs? No, there's no precedent. No precedent, baby. Um, I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's probably worth a phone call to find out what the appeal process would be. Well, the appeal would be to appeal the medical insurance decision, um, because what my friends have told me is, if the dental issues were caused by the medication for the cancer, then it becomes then a medical it issue. It might become a medical issue, and therefore paid for by the medical insurance. They're the ones who have denied it. The the medical insurance. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it, it's yeah. Well, that's yeah. a that's a little complicated. Yeah, it's I'll, very complicated. I'll grant you that. But uh-huh. but you know, it is. It's not like they just change their minds. But you know, a lot of the times, insurance companies just based upon what they do for a living deny claims all the time in the I first know. round. I know, and I- it sometimes requires a little tenacity on your part. Yep. To make sure that they understand that this is not you just trying to not pay for something. But on the other this hand. Is, this is an actual medical issue that they should be on the hook for. But on the other hand, uh, a lot of other people probably are like me and they say, well, I don't know what to do, so I guess I'll just drop it. And then that's how the insurance companies make their money because there's probably a majority of people who say, I'm just, I'm just going to drop this. Then try and educate myself or find somebody who's educated enough to do this on my behalf. All right. But if, if you go into this process thinking that you're just not educated enough to, to get something done, then it ain't ever going to get done. So you should at the very least make sure you understand what the appeal process is and then go ahead and do it. Yeah. Either way, you know, when you, when you're told at some point that you have, uh, thousands of dollars worth of dental needs. Um, and there's nobody I dislike more than the dentist. I don't mean the person himself uh, personally. But the profession. Uh, the the process. You're an anti-dentite. Of, I am an I'm a rabid anti-dentite. Think they should have their own schools. They do. Ah! Um, but, but uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I hate the whole... Dental. F- I mean, you know, yeah, but- cancer surgeries were were a breeze because I was asleep. Yeah, but you, but you put put that out, put the dental part of it out of your out of your mind. The issue at the at, the, at its basic core is who's going to pay for whatever procedure you need. You know, and there will be some out of pocket expense, I'm sure, based upon uh, you know the percent the percentage that they would cover normally, but. If you don't, if you just let this lie here without trying to understand or involve yourself in the appeal process, well, then you might as well write them a check now. But uh, but if you have, yeah, I know. But see, you should be able to, to appeal. You should be able to appeal any denial of a claim mm. that they send you. I mean, I, I've I've had to do it uh, in in the past. I can't say it worked, but at least I got through the process. Uh, of trying to have them at least acknowledge the fact that I had a situation that they had to deal with. Now, they they may go back and say, all right, we'll approve uh, the whole thing or a percentage of the thing, but they should at least be approving something that is a medical issue. And this, if, if what you're telling me is true, and I have no reason to believe it's not, 
it's a medical issue. So yeah. now it's their issue to deal with. That's why you're paying for this for. Uh, I may have to go to Costa Rica. No, you know, I, I don't uh, think that's always wise to go to a foreign country for your uh, medical issues. I know, I know you, again, and, and a lot of other people are like this too, and I, and I was like this, and I still would be like this if I didn't personally know somebody who did it and, and had a better experience with it than they've had here at home on occasion. Um, again, like I said, these are not back alley dentists working out of, uh, next to a dumpster behind a, a strip mall somewhere. The, these are, these are, they're packages. They're packages you buy that has airfare, hotel accommodations, and the dental, uh, practice on the location of the resort where you're going. Yeah. The, the, the whole operation is like self-contained. I don't know. Maybe I've seen too many episodes of botched. Yeah, well, to I, to know that uh, you know sometimes these out of town procedures are mm. sometimes a really bad idea. Or or I could just have all my teeth knocked out and replaced with the fake ones. You could do that too. Yeah, I uh I have a surprising level of ignorance there as well. I got to tell you today's uh today's replacement teeth, today's dentures not exactly what the grandma and grandpa used to do when they have it in a in a glass by the bed. Well, but that's the thing is dentures are one thing and then there are implants which I only thought were about breasts. No, but I also think that's a pretty expensive procedure oh, too. Oh, I'm sure it is. Not to mention the sound of the pain. Well, you'll be uh, you'll be under uh, anesthesia. Not during the. I, I don't mean the pain during the process. I mean afterwards. You know, they're drilling. They're drilling holes down into your gun gums like like they're putting in a uh, the the foundation of a beach house. A couple of days of discomfort. Then a you'll be, couple of days. Then you'll be right as rain. You'll be chewing you know on like corn cobs, apples, all kinds of stuff. I'd rather never spend those difference. couple of days on a Costa Rican beach. Yeah, with your with your mouth all wrapped up. Being eating wrapped up here too. Eating food that's been strained, worrying about you know, no. you infection. Eating uh, eating uh, fruit that I pick from the tree myself, and having it strained <laughs> into a blender so you can eat it. <laughs> the Costa Rican fruit. It's seven twenty five in Rock one hundred two. It's seven almost seven twenty nine with Bax and O'Brien at Rock one hundred two. So I don't know what I would uh, label the position as, but um. You know, you hear all these commercials on on Rock 102 here about uh, job openings. I have one. If you would, uh, if you would like to be the person who uh, handles all of my uh, uh, insurance and uh, uh, financial, not financial needs, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, all, all the uh, all the nitty gritty. You know what you need? You mm. need an intern. Yeah, that's what I need. I hey. but I need an intern who's Excuse me, either got a degree or some very vast experience. Well, I mean, uh, short of that, though, you could probably get somebody you you don't have to pay, uh, and you just sign a paper that helps them uh, get, say, I don't know, community college credit. Yeah, yeah. Like like Darren. Just like Darren. Get that kid Darren. Yeah. Take all my messages and, uh, and uh, help me to solve the world's energy problems. Well, you know the thing is, uh, having a little bit of help, and they must have advocates out I know, there that uh, I know. that help people uh, in this situation. Because I mean, 
I mean, you're an idiot, but I mean, you're not the biggest idiot out there. And, well, and, and there are people who don't probably sell me short. I'm trying not to. That's why I said there got to be bigger idiots out there. And that, and I'm sure there are people who understand this process a whole lot less than you. You had a full yes. decade to deal with this. Some people are dealing with this for the very first time, and they're you know, you know they're they're lost in this you know deluge of confusion. But but I'm sure that they charge uh what would you say a pretty penny. Uh, well, could it possibly be provided by your insurance company? What, their pay? No, but like someone who could advocate oh, oh, oh. for That's you. That's not, that wouldn't be, uh, that, that wouldn't be, uh, impartial. I don't want my insurance company giving me somebody to tell me how my insurance works. <laughs> it's, it's like having betting on the WNBA when you own a team. <laughs> well, I'm not, listen, I'm not saying it's a perfect system. I just got to believe there's some people out there that could, uh, you know, hold your hand and walk you through the process. No, there are. That's what I mean. That's what I'm looking for. So uh, I have an opening uh, if you would like to fill out an application. Uh, you know, we do have uh, someone in charge of HR here, you know, who could, uh, I'm sure she, you know, in between all the many things she does could probably help you. Um, yeah, except that I'm not really here on a full-time basis. I just come in, do the show, and leave because, again, I'm immune compromised. Does, so she, I, ha does she have a phone? Does um, she have email? No, I think they closed her off from both of those. Now, in I, fact, I don't even think her door opens. I know for a fact she's got a phone and email, and there's ways of getting a hold of her. Yeah, I'm not sure. Unless you don't like her. I, I, don't, I don't remember her name. He's only been here for five years. I can see where that might slip your mind. I've been gone for like two. It's 732. News is next to Rock 102. 736 of Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, Yankee Home is offering a free down payment coupon valued at $1,400. Call today and mention Rock 102 for this special October offer. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The Southampton family will need to find another place to stay after their home caught fire last night. Southampton Fire Chief John Workman said that neighbors called 911 after seeing smoke coming from the home at 125 Glendale Road. No one was home at the time of the fire. When firefighters got there, the kitchen area was engulfed in flames and the fire had spread to the attic. Firefighters were able to save the home, but Chief Workman said there's significant smoke and water damage, so no go backy any. If, uh, Any timey soony. If that, uh, I, I don't even know what you're trying to do. Is that even English? Um, no. If that chief were uh, all of a sudden uh, unemployed, mm -hmm. would he be out of workman? He would be out of workman. <laughs> chief, yes. chief out of workman? That's That would be right. Uh, the Holyoke Police Department is asking for the public's help in identifying a person that allegedly used a counterfeit check. You're still using checks? It's 2021, dude. Get on the electronic uh, thief bandwagon. Nah. I still write checks every once in a while, but I get made fun of when I make re reference to my ledger. Yes, your ledger. Check ledger. Yes. Yeah. What do you What do you like? Uh, <laughs> like Bob Cratchit? That all of a sudden you working on Christmas Eve, pulling out the big ledgers. I, I, I didn't realize ledger. Using the phrase ledger made you seem like such an old. Well, F. I, I think it's the name ledger that that does it. Especially when you say, let me pull out my ledger out of my attache case. Well, I have to check my <laughs> ledger is what I say. Yeah, but uh, I think, it, I mean, it's a smart thing to do to have a ledger to make sure you're balancing your checking sure. account. Sure, uh, but, but you, apparently you're not supposed to call it the ledger. Uh, 
You're going to put an entry in the ledger today? Did you take out... Did you make did, sure that did, you uh, you paid <laughs> paid the oil man? Did you did you write a check or use one of your stropanies? Don't forget to pay the paper boy. <laughs> he gets three stropanies. <laughs> right. <laughs> According to the uh, department, the person uh, that they have on their uh, on their Facebook page on uh, for the Holyoke Police deposited a counterfeit check at the People's Bank ATM at the Yankee Peddler branch. Oh. Uh, the old Yankee peddlers now missed, a bank. They miss, yeah, but they miss they miss the nostalgia of the Yankee peddler. That's right. why they went there. I didn't realize they called it the Yankee peddler branch. Yeah. I Is that they, a formal uh, moniker or just like uh yeah yeah which. Which one of those uh, banks is that? Uh, oh, yeah, it's the one by the Yankee Peddler, where the Yankee Peddler used to be. Oh, yeah, well, why don't we just call it the Yankee Peddler branch? Yeah, maybe it's one. I don't know if it's the official branch name, but. Uh, I mean, like, if you put a bank on Race Street, you know, right right where that uh, right where that, <laughs> where that strip club used to be, would you call that the shower an hour branch? Well, I mean, I'll tell uh, you what. If there was a shower an hour at a at a, at a bank branch, mm-hmm. I'm more likely to go into the bank into the bank than I would be sitting there at the tube of the ATM. I'm certainly much more likely to make a deposit. That's for sure, or an early withdrawal. The uh, state's auditors' ideas for spending a windfall of federal COVID relief money could be good news for Western Massachusetts. Auditor Auditor Suzanne Bump, my bump. My lovely lady bump suggests using some of the mil- uh, billions in relief funds to pay for infrastructure upgrades in more than 100 mostly small communities in Berkshire, Franklin, Hampshire, and Hamden counties. Bump says the uh, rural rescue plan will help uh, level the playing field in a region which has often been shortchanged when it comes to certain types of state funding. You know, I mean, I get it, but what, I, what I'm not sure I understand here is, and, and I've heard a lot of other you know, municipalities talking about uh, Springfield did it like a week ago. Hey, we're uh, we're opening up the phone lines, uh, taking ideas from people, just regular people, of what should we do with these coronavirus funds that we've been provided by the federal government. I, I would have thought that they were earmarked or, or that there was some kind of a system in place that said these are the things that you can use this money for, these are things you cannot. And since... They're also working on an infrastructure bill at the same time. Infrastructure would be one of the things that you can't use COVID money for. But I, I guess it must have been just like a, a blank check. We should all be so lucky. If, yeah. I, if I had a blank check, I'd be sure to put that in my ledger. Uh, yeah, you stole yeah. my ledger. I was going to use that. Which I happen to have here in my attache case. Because that, that was a callback. That's a callback. I'm we, reaching uh, way back there. That's what we call that in comedy. It's a callback. Because you <laughs> said it earlier, and then you worked your way in to yeah, another yeah, joke. Yeah, that's what I did. This is awesome. This is the best day ever here on the Back Snow Brian Show. <laughs> A uh, former Facebook data scientist has stunned lawmakers and the public with revelations of the company's awareness of apparent harm to some teens from Instagram and her accusations of dishonesty in its fight against hate and misinformation. Now she's coming before conference, uh, Congress. Frances Hogan has come forward with a wide-ranging uh, condemnation of Facebook after recent reports in the Wall Street Journal based on documents she leaked to the newspaper raised a public outcry. Hogan revealed her identity in a CBS 60 Minutes interview that aired on Sunday. She's testifying to the Senate Commerce Subcommittee on Consumer Protection at a hearing today. Uh, and then, 
If that wasn't bad enough for Facebook, they were down for like six hours yesterday. Everywhere, coincidence around the world. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little, uh, it's a little suspicious, if you uh-huh. ask me. You know, I uh, we were talking about how whether the company was a monopoly or not. You seem to think that it's not. I seem to think that it does. And uh, after reading a little bit more about it, you know, that whole Cambridge Analytica scandal that they went through, what was that back in 2016? Right. I mean, the company used all that information in order to manipulate people's feelings about things. Sure. They they and they continue to thrive on that success of that model of collecting data and information. So when you have 90% of the people that are on that uh, platform being influenced by the business practices of that company, I don't understand how that's not a monopoly. Well, I'm, I'm not saying they're not immoral. I'm saying that they're not a te- technical monopoly. But it's the only, it's, you know, you have, uh, you can have Snapchat, you can have uh, all those other uh, different things, but Facebook seems to be the only one that's more of a social thing where it's pushing your friends and family members on you in order to create a well, uh, there's division some, between you and your friends. But, you know, there's also some al- algorithms of what you see on Twitter. I, I, I'm not saying that none of the other companies they, use algorithms. I'm right. just saying they, Facebook itself has been... We're, we're talking about two different things here. I mean, you, you, yes, there's no question that they, there is, are some things that Facebook does that are very questionable and a violation of your privacy. There's no question about that. But is it a monopoly that the government could break up? I say it's not. I say the market would have to dictate that. And it's not, you know, it it doesn't violate those traditional antitrust things that you'd have with a monopoly that needs to be broken up, like an AT and T. If if they were to buy out Twitter and Snapchat, maybe you make a better argument for that. But you know, are they behaving irresponsibly? Oh, sure, I'm I'm, well, I'm sure they are. But it's it's two totally different things. But on top of the irresponsible uh, irresponsibility piece, you also have uh. Th- like we were talking about earlier with the communications in certain countries, that's the only form of communication for many of those people in many of those, uh, you know, undeveloped nations right. that have that. If you're the only company in charge of that, don't, and you're cutting off the entire world when you have a major outage like but this. But the U.S. government wouldn't have jurisdiction over how they necessarily operate their business internationally. They were going to be focused on how it operates here in the in the United States, as a uh, as a monopoly or a company that's being irresponsible. That's that's what I'm saying. Gotcha. My cat's breath smells like cat food. Yes, thank you very much for your participation. And that's it's actually a thank very. You, I mean, Ralph. even though you're not involved in social media, I mean you. I mean you. I'm sure you understand at least a little bit enough about business and how it hey. operates. About you know whether something is just operating irresponsibly or whether it's operating as a monopoly. As long as Pornhub stays up, yeah. I'm good. Hey, you know you mentioned Ralph Wiggum. I was just watching an episode the other night where it was like a they went to a bull riding uh, event uh-huh. and the bull was out of control. Yeah, and uh, that's where Ralph Wiggum got scared and he lifted up his mother's dress and he goes, "I want to go back in mommy." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 46-year-old Matthew Cusimano was riding his bike at 2.45 in the morning on Friday in Madeira Beach, Florida, and a cop stopped him because his bike didn't have lights. 
You got nothing better to do but to pick on bike riders without any lights on? Well, you know, if you're riding a bike at night, you got to be visible. He uh, he had an outstanding warrant because he didn't show up in court for drug charges back in June. There so they you searched go. him and they ended up finding more drugs. He had two glass pipes and a third of an ounce of meth on him. When they asked what it was, he admitted that it was methamphetamine. But he claimed it's okay because this is medicinal meth. Oh. And I, and I have a prescription for it. Well. I'd like to see that one. There yeah. is there is actually a form of meth doctors can prescribe for ADHD and weight loss called the desoxin. But it comes in a pill form, and his was in crystal form, mm-hmm. the illegal form. Yeah, My guess is the cop recognized him yeah. and used the no lights thing as probable cause. You know, for all that meth you're using uh, to treat your ADHD, you'd think you'd pay attention to the fact that you didn't have any reflectors or lights on your bicycle. It's not my priority. That excuse didn't work, by the way. They arrested him for possession of narcotics and drug paraphernalia. Yeah, I would imagine that would be a tough one to put. Prove unless you did, in fact, have a prescription. Who knew that wasn't going to work out for? Well, I mean. Most everyone. Can you buy that at a Walgreens or a CVS? No, you probably have to get that from, uh, like, one of those specialty pharmacies. Oh, the, know, the, the, oh like the, the guy behind the dumpster. Uh, yeah, well, no. I mean, if it's an actual drug used for ADHD, um, I don't know yeah, but- whether they carry that at uh, Genovese. <laughs> well, good luck trying to find that location. How can you pay attention to where it is if you have ADHD? Exactly. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Going to be cloudy with a chance of some rain showers throughout the day. High is 61. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high of 73. It is 52 right now in downtown Springfield. Next time you're at the beverage cooler, look for the black and white can. It's Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. It's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. And that's your Fogbuster forecast and the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Sport. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 755 and ZZ Top on Rock 102. Uh, the uh, mighty Oktoberfest is coming back to uh, 4th Street in Springfield. It kick off, kicks off this Friday and runs every Friday and Saturday through October 23rd. And the uh, the lineup of bands are terrific. In fact, terrific. Uh, unforgettable fire this Friday and on Saturday it's LA's uh, backstage pass next weekend it's trailer trash and Aquanet and the final weekend Southern Rain and uh, the Savage Brothers in fact we'll have someone from uh, the Savage Brothers in here later on this morning is his name Savage? no actually it's Kevin Moriarty but but it is to uh, he is going to talk about the uh, the Tom Savage uh, quarter note foundation which you know we've uh, we've known about uh, for quite a while and I actually have a, a four-pack of passes to the Oktoberfest that can be yours to the 10th caller. 293-1021. Good luck to you with Oktoberfest at the Fort. Do, uh, do you get to choose what night you go if you win those tickets? I believe so. Oh, I don't, I don't cool. know if they're specific to any one date. I think they're uh, good for any night. Oh, man. That's cool. Yes, it is. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's uh, the next three weekends. Just hope. it's So far, this weekend looks good. Yeah, the other the others are too far out there to know. Yeah, yet. too far in but, advance. But yeah, we uh, we we could use a good stretch of weekends here. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Okay, <laughs> listen. You, you don't need, you don't need to support me on that yeah, one. I think yeah. that one's pretty obvious. It's seven fifty seven at Rock one hundred two. Now, Bax's view from the couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? 
Folks, as we quickly approach the fifth week of the NFL season, a few things have become abundantly clear. On one hand, people's expected the New England Patriots to be a little bit better than they are. On the other hand, that has not been the same expectation of the Jacksonville Jaguars, who, as you may know, lost their 19th game in a row last Thursday night. This is the fourth game under new head coach Urban Myers, and so far, he hasn't won jack squat. Part of that is due to the fact his team sucks. The other part is that Urban Meyer is apparently easily distracted. While guys like Bill Belichick are already on to their game next Sunday in Houston, Urban Meyer is too busy grinding his pelvis with some random woman dancing in his lap just a few short minutes after having dinner with his grandchildren. How do we know this happened? Well, because of the video that was all over the internet yesterday showing Urban Meyer smashing his 57-year-old business towards the grinding hips of a woman who he is not married to. Now, I'm not one to judge, but when your team has just lost 19 straight games and rather than head back to Jacksonville to collect your thoughts, you take a detour to Columbus to visit your grandkids. That visit then includes dry humping a nice lady in a bar while several onlookers pull out their cell phones and share the video in their Instagram stories. Well, to me, that shows a lack of commitment to the team. Yesterday, Urban Meyer officially apologized for his lack of judgment, apologizing to the team, owner Shad Khan, and his family, saying, quote, it was stupid. I should not have put myself in that position. Now you're talking, coach, because perhaps you should have gone back to Jacksonville with the rest of your team to figure out how you can get a roster full of half-rate talent to not lose game number 20. In the entire history of the NFL, I don't believe there's a single case where starting the season off with an 0-4 record would make a head coach horny. That was until this week when Urban Meyer appeared to do the impossible, taking a painful road loss and turning it into an opportunity to thrust the front of his neatly tailored slacks into a drunk lady's rump shaker. If that doesn't show a commitment to winning, then I don't know what does. But hey, in my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Pull up October's Rocky sales flyer on your phone or computer. It's loaded with bargains. It's got Winter Guard Turf Builder, Werner Ladders, and plenty more. What's on sale at Rockies? It's always at your fingertips at Rockies.com. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 809. And Tom Petty on Rock 102. Cloudy today. The uh, chance of a shower and a high uh, only about 61. But tomorrow, uh, a nice turnaround. Sunshine going up to 73. But we're still stuck at uh, 53 right now in downtown Springfield. A lot of a uh, lot of stories on the news saying uh, here in Massachusetts uh, the numbers are starting to go down. The COVID numbers, the the people uh, hospitalized, the people uh, diagnosed, starting to go down. There's even talk that maybe that that summer uh, surge that we saw uh, might be peaking. Um, in the meantime, Alaska is uh, very much uh, a place where few are vaccinated, only 60%. And, well, um, because everyone's distanced by miles. Well, there is a, there is a lot of distance, but they just uh, did a report on the Today Show. And, you know, this is, one of the, this is one of the things about, you know, how I'm not a big fan of the cold weather. Right. Uh, I'd much rather be in a warmer climate. But yet you can see worse somewhere else. I don't know how my brother did it. I don't remember how long my my youngest brother was stationed in Alaska when he was in the Air Force. I don't remember how long he was there for, but um, so this reporter that's doing the story, she's standing outside the emergency room at, at Anchorage Hospital or a hospital in Anchorage, 
um, wearing a down coat and gloves, uh, you know, partly because it's, uh, what, uh, at least four in the morning, I think, uh, Alaska time. Right. But but the story that she did was obviously taped uh, probably from yesterday. And when you look in the background, because she's interviewing people outdoors, all of the trees are at that peak color uh, that that uh, any trees that change colors in the fall would be at. Probably where we'll be, say, in the middle of November. They're there already. And, in fact, there's a lot of uh, completely empty trees in the background as well, and people walking around wearing coats and gloves. And it's just like, oh, my God, I couldn't imagine <laughs> that cold already. Well, you would never go there anyway. I know. that's I mean, what, But but like like I said, even my brother, you know, if I had joined the uh, service and they uh, and they sent me there, yeah. I think I would have deserted. Well, you know, uh, it's 35 degrees right now in Anchorage, and uh, it's going to a high of 44. Yeah, no I mean, that's, thanks. It's only October what? Uh, October 5th. 5th. Yeah, yeah. It's not so bad. That's I mean, bad. I mean, look at what the uh, the 10-day, I got Anchorage up here, the 10-day forecast. Oh, yeah, see, like Thursday's going to be 49. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That sounds no beautiful thanks. to me. By the way, you know, uh, we mentioned this uh, a little bit last week, but didn't get into any details on it, um, this whole COVID thing, and how it can um, have weird uh, manifestations. There, I heard one the other day that uh, COVID fog that some people are getting. Mm-hmm. They were diagnosed positive. They tested positive for COVID, but never really got sick. But yet, still got the COVID fog that was still around six months later. Yeah, almost a year later. You can you can not get very sick from it, and yet still suffer long term. Uh, side effects. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder what the asymptomatic thing really is. I mean, are you talking about like asymptomatic from the bad stuff or asymptomatic from all the stuff? Because I think most of it. Yeah, because I mean, there's a lot of things that that COVID can do to you, depending on what strain you got and and everything else. I mean, I mean, I know some people that have lost their sense of smell and taste. I know some people have lost just their smell but can still taste food. And you've heard about the uh, you know the, the COVID fog. I mean that yeah. that could happen for any number of reasons. You know anyone yet who has had the restless anal syndrome? Not because of COVID. Yeah, yeah, it's because of COVID. A patient in Japan seems to have developed restless anal syndrome uh, because of COVID nineteen. Well, how was it acting before COVID? Uh, it was restful. Scientists in Japan have reported a case in which a patient seems to have developed restless anal syndrome uh, with initial findings indicating that the syndrome may be related to the coronavirus. Scientists reported that the patient, who is 77 years old, uh, experienced insomnia and anxiety while infected with the virus and several weeks after discharge began to experience restless, deep anal discomfort. He experienced an urge to move that worsened with rest and improved with exercise. Yes. And then worsened in the evening in the anal region. Now, when you're talking about discharge, are you talking about his release from the hospital or are you talking about what I think we're talking about? No, I think uh, the release from the hospital. I see. Uh, A colonoscopy revealed 
internal hemorrhoids. A lot of people have internal hemorrhoids. They should keep it to themselves. Well, I mean, uh, you're not going out there and saying, hey, you know, yes, what I just found out, I've got internal hemorrhoids. I mean, a lot of hemorrhoids uh, happen to a lot of people, a good deal of people. It's when they it's when they decide to venture out on their own and, you know, see the real world is when they become a real problem. Yeah, well, restless anal syndrome. Yeah, no, I'm, all, R-R-A-S. I'm, I'm all set with that. That's. You know, that may be the primary reason why I was not among the 177,000 people that showed up at the Big E on Saturday. It's a variant of the restless leg syndrome, the Jimmy leg. Yeah. The Jimmy leg. I got the Jimmy leg. You got mm-hmm. the Jimmy ass. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if I really want that. The Jimmy ass? No, I don't. I don't. Listen, I, I, there's enough going on back there. I, I don't need extra things going on. 77-year-old was admitted to the hospital with a sore throat, cough, and low-grade fever, treated for mild pneumonia, Insomnia and anxiety. Uh, respiratory functions returned to normal 21 days after he was admitted, but the insomnia and the anxiety remained. And then several weeks after he got out of the hospital, he started to experience discomfort uh, in the anal region. Four out of five adults have internal hemorrhoids. Four out of five? And most people... That's like 80%. Yeah, that's right. And most people experience no symptoms as a result of it. Oh, well, then that's not true. So, I mean, they could be up there, and you don't even know. Yeah, and, it's like, uh, like uh, stalagmites or stalactites. Yes, very much like if you're going into the Howe Canyons. Yeah. Or yeah, caverns, caverns, I, mean, right, yeah, I should caverns. say. But nevertheless, you know, a lot of people have them. So you don't even you, know about them. No, most people don't know about them. <laughs> only when they, uh, like I said, well, only once they uh, have a desire to break free do, uh, do they become problematic. And somebody, uh, a friend of mine is texting me now telling me he had, he lost his sense of smell and hasn't gotten it back. The good thing is, he says, this show doesn't stink anymore. Yeah, no, it does. Yeah, but the, here's, here's the good news. Everything smells about the same as it always does. So if you've lost your sense of smell temporarily, I think you'll find that nothing has changed once it comes back. What? If I were to go into a room and uh, have, say, a movement, you wouldn't know. Are you talking I guarantee- about the anal uh, restless yeah. syndrome? Yes. Yeah. My guarantee, yeah. you. I mean, it's going to smell well, just as bad when your sense of smell comes back. I suppose it does at least alleviate you of ever having to be concerned of the whoever smelt it, dealt it and idea. A total game changer. Yeah. A total game changer. Mm-hmm. You you can easily say, I can't smelt it, so I can't have dealt it. Yeah. One me. Yeah. And what are you talking about anyway? I don't smell nothing. That's uh, But that, my ass is killing me. That's, that is correct. <laughs> that is correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm reading up on internal hemorrhoids, and I I would share so much information about about it, but I feel like it's mo- almost more than the audience needs to know. We should get a doctor from Bay State. Yeah, yeah. Have I've, him come on and talk. I'm about it. I'm sure there are uh, there are plenty of people who are fascinated by the whole idea. The but whole idea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, whole right. Idea. But uh, yeah, internal hemorrhoids sounds a whole lot worse and rare than it is. It's a uh, yeah, but if you don't even know it, that's not too bad. Yeah, see, that's why I'm thinking there's got to be more than just that to have. What did you call it? It's the uh, uh, anal uh, restless anal restless syndrome. anal syndrome. I, mm-hmm. I gotta believe is 
there must be more to that. I mean, if it's a, is it if it is it like a like a function of like irritable bowel? No, it's 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 a variant of ear of the uh, irritable leg syndrome, mm. the Jimmy leg. That's what I'm saying. You got the Jimmy ass. So it's moving on its own. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Pretty much. Interesting. Well, hopefully we won't have to deal with that. And hopefully uh, you can keep your six-foot distance so I won't have to think about it. If uh, four out of five people have the internal hemorrhoids, then I'm surprised we have not yet met anyone with the Jimmy ass. Or had a call, even, well, from someone. Do you really think that someone wants to share that information if, in fact, they had it? You remain anonymous. You don't. Have to, you don't have to give us your real name. Yeah, but uh, you know we do have call caller ID here. I would. Yeah, you can I call would from know. Somebody else's phone. I would know, and I would write down the phone number. Yeah, you call from someone else's phone. Call from a payphone. A payphone. Mm-hmm. In 2021. Yeah, they still got them somewhere. Hardly. Ah, <sighs> oh, well, what are you gonna do? You know what? Listen, there's all kinds of bad things that can happen to you with this whole thing, and not. Whole Again, thing, the whole thing. Yeah. But the, the entire thing. Which, you know, it's like uh, all the more reason to go out there and get your vaccination. Oh, forget it. You know what? You, you people forcing vaccines down our throats. Well, actually, that's not how you it's take it. No, it's administered in the arm. A, usually. Yeah, it's really an injection. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to you. You commies. Well, I'm not, listen, I'm not trying to, you know, impose a political point of view here. I'm just saying that if... If you're bugged out about, you know, restless anus, then this would be a good time to maybe contact your local pharmacy and see if you can squeeze in an appointment. You're like, I wouldn't wish I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy's ass. I don't I don't know why you would be so cruel to <laughs> wish it on somebody. It's like you know, for all the people who've had COVID and they do these interviews and they're like, I, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. Yeah, well, what about the restless anus syndrome? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I got a few, actually, I got a few friends uh, on the low list of friends that I wouldn't mind them having it. Can you imagine if Famous Amos had this uh, this, this syndrome? Famous Anus? <laughs> yes, Famous Amos yeah. and his restless anus. Yeah. That would have been something to deal with. Yeah, here come Anus. I might want to cut down on them cookies if that were the case. Anus Moses was a Cajun. <laughs> Lived by himself in the swamp. It's 821 at Rock 102. 8 a.m. It's 824 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. You know, if you miss the Bax and O'Brien show ever, you can always check out the Bax and O'Brien Daily Podcast. It's available on BaxandO'Brien.com, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you look for or listen to podcasts, you will find the Bax and O'Brien Podcast. There's also Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest, Rick Wakeman of Yes, he's coming to the Academy of Music on the 15th of October. And uh, you can find out more about that show by listening to the podcast at BaxOBrien.com. Hey, Steve, look at your... T- uh, oh. All right. I just wanted to uh, get his attention. Steve's attention? Yeah. Okay. Am I supposed to be on the air? Yeah. You no, no, not on the air. I just wanted you to look, but you saw my text. <laughs> I did so. see your text, and I responded to it. Yeah, I know, but I'm and responding realize, to that now. I didn't realize um, he was putting the microphone on, and I yeah. didn't hear anything. And- yeah. Well, it wasn't gone until uh, John said, hey, Steve, pay attention. You know what I I just I hate when uh, you're trying to type something and you you mistype and unfortunately the word you mistype is an actual word so it just stays there you know what I mean like like I went into my text and I wanted to uh, get a hold of Nagel and if you look at the keyboard the N and the B are right next to each other mm-hmm. so I ended up sending a text to somebody named Bagel. Bagel. 
Yeah. You know that? a guy named Bagel? I don't know a guy named Bagel. I know a family named Bagel. Who, who's the Bagel family? Uh, they live on uh, Drury Lane. No, that's next, those are the, next to that's the, the Muffin, muffin Man. Yeah, yeah, they're across the street. The Muffin's not a Bagel. They're they're across the street. Well, I answered you. So yes, I yes. Now I uh, I see that. Well, now I feel yeah. like uh, I'm I'm left out of this conversation. Oh, you are. Hey, yeah. well, obviously, I am. Is this? Is there something you can share with all of us? Nope. No. Nope. No. Nope. Nope. No. 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 I can nope. probably I can probably, probably I can probably tell you off the air. Yeah, off the air. I, you uh, could definitely say I it. Can't but tell you on the air. On the air, probably never even should have brought it up. Probably don't even care. Why, why did you bring it up? Because I'm still waiting for a reply from Bagel. <laughs> Good luck waiting for that guy. He's hanging out with the muffins. Probably answer me a day later. Those day-old bagels. <laughs> it's 827 with Bax and O'Brien of Rock 102. Hey, guys. It's 828 with Bax and O'Brien of Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by uh, Bank ESB. Earn cash awards and you open up a free checking account at Bank ESB. Visit your local branch or bankesb.com to open up an account today. Bank ESB, unlock your potential. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. I just like John and I's text back and forth to each other. <laughs> the way I describe who yes, yes, is who yes. and whatever. That's not very uh, good. <laughs> No, you were you were asking me about some uh, some person restaurant owner, and then you were just like, "Oh, who is that person that does that?" And uh, I wrote you back who it was, and uh, and I described uh, what kind of uh, person that person is. Attributes, attributes, God given attributes, yes, if you yeah, will. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I so. suggested that uh, everyone in society should be wearing name tags. Yeah, no, that's not. That's a work. crazy. We should idea. all wear name tags. I don't. Lloyd Braun so. came up with that idea. No, yeah, well, Lloyd Braun sucks. Oh, he's crazy. <laughs> I heard he's got a whole family in his freezer. Well, you're not giving away that water pick. <laughs> the uh, South Hadley Police Department reported that a 17-year-old uh, Haisha Booker was reported missing. Haisha was last seen on September 30th in Holyoke wearing gray Mickey Mouse leggings, black zip-up sweatshirt, and pink lettering on her left arm and a faded uh, yellow shirt underneath. She's being described as 5 feet tall, weighing approximately 100 pounds, with brown hair and hazel eyes. If you have any information, you're asked to call the South Hadley or Holyoke Police uh, or the Center for Missing and Exploited Children. An investigation is underway into the alleged sexual assault of a student at Holyoke High School. Officials confirmed yesterday in a statement the Holyoke Public Schools spokesperson said, Student safety is the utmost importance. Immediately after being notified of the alleged sexual assault, HPS contacted the police. Uh, there was... A investigation into the alleged sexual assault incident by 22 News after an email was sent to their newsroom yesterday morning. The I-team? The I-team. Oh, boy. Yeah. But once they get a hold of it, everyone's uh, in trouble. What about the brown-eyed team? Do they have one of those, too? Uh, I believe they left. Yeah. They evacuated. They evacuated, <laughs> right. They they were That was eliminated. Public school uh, officials said they are cooperating. They, they were them. unfortunately pushed out. That's true. They, they were, were very restless, though. They had a restless syndrome. With uh, investigators and following inter- internal protocols, uh, they reached out to the Holyoke Police Department for information, but so far we don't know anything else. Savage Arms doesn't feel threatened by a proposed state law Smith & Wesson blames for forcing it to relocate 550 jobs in its headquarters from Springfield to Tennessee, saying it would have minimal impact on its business. Uh, we are a kind of indifferent market, said Savage Arms President and CEO Albert Casper on Monday morning. Uh, adding, I worry about any gun legislation. Savage does have several semi-automatic rifles in its lineup of what the industry terms uh, modern sporting rifles. 
These firearms are popular with consumers but raise the ear of gun control advocates. Casper noted Savage does have a few products that cannot be sold in Massachusetts under the strict gun laws here. Are these the Savage brothers? Is this is what they're doing when they're no. not on stage? No. Is, uh, I believe uh, Randy Savage, right? Uh, Macho Man, sure. Yeah. Randy Macho Man Savage. I I believe he's uh, he's passed on. Oh, well. No, I hope he wasn't shot. No. By no. the very gun that's named after. No, not at all. The uh, proposed legislation, backed by lawmakers including State Representative Bud Williams, uh, could make it illegal to manufacture certain firearms in Massachusetts. The restriction would apply to magazine capacity, the presence of threaded barrels, the required pressure needed to pull the trigger, and other restrictions backers say make firearms safer. Smith & Wesson says the restrictions, which are only proposed and have not yet even had a hearing on Beacon Hill, could impact 60% of its sales including its popular line of military semi-automatic rifles called modern sporting rifles in the industry and many of Smith & Wesson's semi-automatic pistols. So, there you go. Buy it now. Huh? You better hurry up and buy it now. Yeah, buy it now. Get it before it's gone. Exactly. The uh, Mohegan Sun Casino announced Monday that it has suspended wagering on the WNBA after questions were raised over a potential conflict in taking bets on the Connecticut Sun, a team also owned by the Mohegan Tribe. The issue came up after Governor Ned Lamont opened the sports book last Thursday, the first day of legalized sports betting in Connecticut, by placing a $50 bet on the Sun to win its playoff game with the Chicago Sky. So wait a minute. Mohegan Sun gave people an opportunity to do something and then took it back again? Yeah, what was there? There's only a term. Yeah, I'm not aware. I'm not aware of a term like that. I'm not familiar with that phrase. Yeah. The uh, wager captured the attention of some experts and state lawmakers concerned about a potential conflict of interest with the Mohegan Sun accepting bets on the Sun, which plays in the arena located on the casino complex. Yeah, I went to one of their games one time. I, uh, I, I bought a ticket from a, a, a guy who sells tickets outside. For less than what they for are. For less than, right. Yeah. yeah. I think they have a word for that, too. I'm not familiar with the exact phrase. Yeah, but yeah. when you find out those uh, those tickets are fake when you get to the door, man. Yeah, You'll exactly. be really embarrassed. You right. sure will. And uh, you'll probably uh, turn flush, perhaps. Perhaps, Maybe. yes. Maybe. Yeah. Could you have dinner before the event and maybe uh, grab a dinner reservation, perhaps? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not familiar with that phrase either. Mm. I know how to take the reservation. I just don't know how to hold the reservation. Oh, I don't think you do. I mean, anybody can just take a reservation. But the hold is the most important part of the reservation. <laughs> Casino <laughs> officials said Monday they decided over the weekend to suspend betting on the WNBA playoffs at the sports book. Uh, we are in the process of working with the WNBA to update our SOPs. SOPs? That's oh, a standard operating procedure. Oh, I see. How did you not know that? Yeah. And have decided to take the WNBA wagering off until this is finalized. That's according to Jeff Hamilton, the Mohegan Sun's president and general manager. I wonder how much money was uh, bet on the the Patriots game. I know, I believe it was one of the most bet games in NFL history. Yeah, which isn't saying much, considering you know some states have only just started allowing sports betting. But still, you know, in New England, I wonder, uh, I wonder how much was bet on that that game. Well, I, the only statistic that I read that I saw was that 94% of the bets that were placed on that game were for Tom Brady to cover the spread. 94%. 94% of, of every bet on that game was for him to cover the spread, which means a lot of people probably lost their shirt. Yeah. Yeah, or a button or two. At least. 
Uh, I was. We were talking last week uh, when you were out, John, about uh, how I, I was like I, I would go put twenty bucks down if the sports betting was legal here mm-hmm. on the on the on the Patriots because they were not favored to win anyway. Right. But that's the one you want to put the money down on. I would have put the money on uh, on the Bucks, but I don't know <laughs> that I would have bothered with the spread. Because that's yeah, but, when I start getting thrown off. But if but if you had won, you wouldn't have won nearly no. as much money as if, <laughs> you know, Steve had put money down for them to not cover the spread. Right. You know, I, uh, I was at MGM uh, a couple of weeks ago for the game that, you know, we did the event uh, mm-hmm. for the station here. Mm-hmm. And I saw that sports book location yeah. that they have in there. Yeah. It's just so weird because it seems like it should be full of people. Right. Right. And it's just... It's a bunch not. of empty screens. Mm-hmm. Or, well, there's not empty screens. There's something on the screens, but right. there's no empty being seats taken. Right. That was the that was one of the things out in um, out in Vegas that was pretty awesome to see, like this all w- the different prop bets that you can make. Oh, it's hilarious. In you know how many pitch? I mean, you can do like the, how many pitches somebody's going to throw in a baseball game, or yeah. you can do like. Uh, you know, is, are they going to switch up to a righty or a lefty? It, it, it's all this different little it, it's thing. It's stuff that you would never even consider in a million years what's available to bet on. They're like concession bets. How many hot dogs are they going to sell? How many hot dogs is that guy going to eat? Well, actually, there's. A, I got an email this morning from a uh, person uh, or a company that does uh, betting mm. and those little prop bet things that I was just talking about. Yeah. They were asking about Facebook like yep. who do you think the hacker was on Facebook and the odds of like the it being the US government or Russia or China or whoever or it could be an employee of the company or it could like, be a 13 year old sitting on his bed yeah. could be um you know speaking of uh, focusing on you know how many hot dogs did that guy eat did you notice uh how many times there was a camera focused on Bill Belichick's son Who's one of the defensive coaches yeah. on the Patriots? Yeah, I did see that. Did you see the one where he was licking his lips? That's that's my point. Yeah. He was constantly either licking his lips or or scrunching his nose or I mean, I know it was raining, um, and, and it may have been you know that he was getting rain on his face, but he he almost seemed like he had ticks. He might. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, he yeah. might. You know, a lot of people do. Yeah. You, you could put off spray on you to. No, not the uh, not uh, to ticks that give you Lyme disease. Uh, these would be facial ticks. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Those right. yeah. Ticks. It was just yeah. kind of weird how they how they kept a camera on him. And I thought I thought to myself, you know, if he does have facial ticks, that's a little insulting to keep a camera on him so you can go back and see that every once in a while. I would maybe take the camera off the kid. That's what I mean, yeah, unless not, not it was because of the rain, and in which case he was only doing that because he was his face was getting wet. Or he was just licking his lips going, Mmm, Brady, you are scrumptious. <laughs> yes. Well, that's, uh, a, that's a possibility, too. But the, uh, the other, oh, man, what was I going to say? Yeah, it was more than just licking his lips. I mean, he was he was making all kinds of weird faces. Hey, did you see this? A single winner no. in uh, in Powerball. Yep, seven hundred million. Uh, the uh, the jackpot was six hundred ninety nine point eight million dollars. All goes to one dude in California. Yeah, yeah. that sucks. Well, actually, you don't know that. It could have also been a uh, pooled ticket. Could have been. Well, did you play? No. Well, then what's the? What do you mean that sucks? Then if you yeah. if you played, I have been playing. And I was expecting to be that sole winner myself. Did and you now play I'm... last night? Yes. 
How many numbers did you get? None. None? None. Not a single one. Not a single one. And how many numbers are there? Uh, like eight, nine? No, no, no. Twelve? No. There's, 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 there's 37? Five plus the Powerball. Oh, the And Powerball. Uh, I have a long history of not of uh, getting quick picks in which nothing shows up. Yeah, that's why I don't play the game. Yeah. That's why you got to buy a season ticket. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about keeping buying tickets all the time. You have one set of numbers that you can play the entire season. Yeah, 40 drawings without a winner, one ticket wins. Hey, you never know. You can't uh, win if you don't play backseat. Oh man, I, I told you that before. Playing. I have been playing. That's the thing, and I don't, you know, that you. I don't see any, uh, any. Uh, I don't see any uh, reward. I'm not sure, John. Uh, maybe it was a uh, commercial campaign for the lottery. If it wasn't, it should have been. It's very snappy. A uh, haiku Hawaii man was arrested uh, Tuesday. After you almost were halfway through the word before you thought of saying it. Well, hey, I just wanted <laughs> yeah. to make sure that it was last Tuesday. Uh-huh. After he was seen driving a stolen rental car shuttle bus when he helped to move a stalled vehicle off the road. Well, at least he was being helpful. Exactly. Uh, 19-year-old Samuel Swift Rohrer was uh, charged with unauthorized control of a propelled vehicle, second-degree theft, <laughs> and first-degree unauthorized entry into a motor vehicle. Unauthorized control of a propelled vehicle? Yeah. You mean driving a stolen car? Yeah, well, well yeah. <laughs> that would have been the easy way of putting uh-huh. it. Those Hawaiians, they got crazy names for everything. They do. He was seen driving the bus at 11.17 a.m. Tuesday while police officers were directing traffic around a stalled vehicle on Haiku Road, according to a declaration filed in court to support the charges. Swift Roar told officers the stalled vehicle was a friend's and he wanted to help move it off the road. After police told Swift Roar to park the bus so it wouldn't obstruct traffic, he parked the vehicle fronting uh, one road and the other road, according to police. So basically he was blocking the road. Uh, Officers uh, noticed the bus had no rear license plate or inspection sticker, and after clearing the road, police saw the front license plate had been painted over. Though the license plate, uh, police determined the, or through the license plate, the uh, police determined the Ford Ecoline van was reported stolen from Avis Car Rental Company. When? On on Monday, the previous day. So, uh, did they take the inspection sticker off uh they seemingly might have because if they painted over the license plate yeah you probably Uh, tried to maneuver it uh to get it the way you want it yeah i'm i'm Mm. more inclined to believe that maybe avis didn't get around to inspecting the vehicle and they were like oh damn it we what? forgot to get that thing inspected. You know, this uh, whole story would have been a whole lot more interesting if you had prepared it as a haiku. Yeah, no, I'm not that creative. And I hate those, so I'm glad you're not that creative. Well, if the guy's name is Haiku, don't you think you go with the... No, the town's name is Haiku. Okay, well, don't you think if the town's name is Haiku, don't you think you'd report something with five, seven, and five syllables? I'd hope not. Are you sure? I would hate it if you did. Well, you you you, know, you apparently uh, dismiss culture. It's haikus no, are I delightful. Just, I dismiss haikus. This is a this is a haiku from my cat. You ready? <laughs> In the morning light, you sleep despite my meow. I stand on your face. Cat haiku. I like him. Yeah, you sure? I do. Hey, I love you so much. But your love of cheese is wrong. The smell makes me gag. Cheese haiku. 
The T Rex. You don't really need to do a third one. I mean, we're, but I think he can't give you a hug. His arms are too short. Dinosaur haiku. You, you've had just about enough. Yeah, I know he's done already. I had enough after the first one. Ah, uh, some woman is demanding that Geico pay her one million dollars because she hooked up with a guy in his car and he gave her an STD. She says she STP. Ended, STP STD. Mm-hmm. She says she ended up with HPV after getting on with him in his 2014. In his HRV. Yeah, in his 2014 <laughs> Hyundai Genesis. Yeah. She. She admits they didn't use uh, protection, but still thinks Geico should pay because the guy has a policy with them. Geico filed a lawsuit to have the whole thing dismissed and to make sure they can't be sued for similar things in the future. They say their car insurance uh, only covers injuries that happen, quote, out of the ownership, maintenance, or use of the car. Hmm. Well, they did use the car. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They had sex in the car. And, of course, this doesn't fit the category. They claim the two people involved are at fault for choosing to have unprotected sex, but the judge has not made a ruling yet. Would have been funny as hell if it was an HRV. Or a CRV. Or a CRV. CRV. Yeah. Got, got HIV. And an LTD. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, HPV. That's that is different. HPV, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, not, uh, not uh, HIV. HIV. And since you got two, you can drive in the HOV lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking. Yeah, I'm thinking me. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly cloudy with chances some showers. High of 61 tomorrow. Mostly cloudy with a high of 72. It's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. What kind of tires should you?